This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 17th of February. In your Squeeze today, Victoria waits. Disaster on the Congo River. Condemning hostage diplomacy. And one tough job. This is your Squeeze today. On the fourth day of lockdown in Victoria, Clare, two new COVID cases were recorded. Both are close household contacts of a previously confirmed case. So the big question, will lockdown restrictions ease from tonight as hoped? It's something Premier Daniel Andrews wouldn't answer yesterday. So Victoria waits. They do. He did say, though, that it's looking promising. And there were 24,000 tests processed on Monday to get those two cases that, as you say, were already linked to that outbreak at the Holiday Inn at Melbourne Airport. So things are looking good, but he said that really the hope is that they can lift that lockdown and we'll just have to see what sort of restrictions will remain in place after that. The opposition in Victoria took aim at Daniel Andrews, saying that Victorians deserve to know if this five-day lockdown is really going to be five days. The other part to this is that Victoria Clare is still in a state of emergency, which means that the Chief Health Officer has the power to make a decision about the lockdowns anyway. That's right. Brett Sutton, who's the Chief Health Officer in Victoria, has the power in this pandemic really to make those health orders. But the current state of emergency is in place until the 26th of February, and he can really do what he wants based on the evidence. And that's what Daniel Andrews says that advice is all about. Even if the lockdown is lifted today, Victoria will still not take international arrivals for the time being. In fact, Daniel Andrews said the state is looking at setting up a purpose-built quarantine facility outside of the CBD. Cabin style was how he described it. Sounds delightful, doesn't it? On the vaccine front, more news. The AstraZeneca Oxford COVID vaccine has been approved by our Therapeutic Goods Administration. So, Claire, 3.8 million doses are on the way. And from there, we home brew it. Indeed, CSL in Melbourne, our homegrown serums and vaccines factory, will be able to get to work to do that. 50 million doses is what they're looking to produce over the coming months. And it really is an astounding uh, arrangement that makes us. Australia, one of the few nations that has a homegrown supply of vaccine. The idea being that anyone who wants the vaccine will receive at least the first jab by October. Both Prime Minister Scott Morrison and Defence Minister Linda Reynolds yesterday, Claire, apologised to former Liberal Party staffer Brittany Higgins after those allegations she was raped by a colleague and in particular the way it was handled in the aftermath. That's right. What Scott Morrison said yesterday was that he spoke to his wife, Jenny, and she told him that he had to think about it as a father first. Uh, He gave quite an emotional press conference speaking about it yesterday. He also said that he would launch a couple of reviews, the first into the complaints process for staffers, uh, and also a broader one about the treatment of women in Parliament House. There's been quite a bit said on that over the last year or so. It's seems like there's more to come on this. Lots of questions of the Prime Minister's office and others about who knew what and when. Prime Minister Scott Morrison saying he was only told about the incident last week. Federal police are now actively investigating this event. At least 60 people have died after a passenger barge carrying 700 people sank in the Congo River Clare. 
there apparently is quite a high frequency of disasters on the water uh, in the Democratic Republic of Congo because there aren't any tarred roads and that means that boats are overloaded with passengers. Uh, In this case, it looks like there are around 240 more people who are missing. They're not expecting a good result there. As far as how this happened, reports are the main cause of the sinking was too many passengers and cargo on the vessel. It also happened in the evening, so night navigation may also have played a part. There's all kinds of different diplomacy, Claire, one of which is hostage diplomacy. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's when countries take citizens of other countries hostage as a way to apply political pressure. It's something that isn't unfamiliar to Australia of late. We've had academic Kylie Moore Gilbert, who was held in Iran and since released, and TV anchor Cheng Lei, who is now in detention in China, to name a few. Now, Claire, Australia has joined a coalition of 57 countries condemning hostage diplomacy. Yeah, and of course, by its very nature, it is a political thing to claim that uh, other countries are deploying hostage diplomacy. Of course, China says that they have good reason to detain Cheng Lei, as the Iranians did for Kylie Moore Gilbert. She, of course, was convicted there of spying charges, even though they were denied by Australia and by Moore Gilbert. But what Australia has done, as you say, is join other countries to push back against countries like China, Iran, Russia and North Korea, who they say are accused of the practices. Although the declaration doesn't specifically mention any nation, that's certainly who it's directed at. Signatories include Japan, the UK, the US and the vast majority of members in the European Union. I keep seeing headlines, Claire, about how cold it is. It certainly doesn't refer to here in Australia. The big freeze is on in the US and across Europe. In the US, they've got a monster cold snap. It's a polar vortex and it's really coming down the middle of the US from the Canadian border all the way down to Mexico. Uh, One of the coldest places yesterday was in Wisconsin and Minnesota. They had minus 40 degrees centigrade. So you can imagine the kind of pictures that come with that. Uh, In Europe also some stunning pictures this morning. It's snowing in Athens and that rarely happens. Yeah you certainly don't see that every day. Incredible. And you've got to love how creative people are, Claire. Mardi Gras can't happen in the usual way in New Orleans due to, of course, COVID. Coronavirus, so, yeah. Yeah. So instead, Yardi Gras. <laughs> Yardi Gras, as it kind of points to, is people dressing <laughs> up their homes and their front gardens and people can do a drive-by. It's kind of like the Christmas lights coming out, but it's celebrating Mardi Gras and there's some really creative uh, dressings of homes. It's quite incredible. I'll put a link to that in your episode notes. It's, it is. People are, as I said, very creative. And Claire, the Victorian Department of Health is advertising a position. Chief Communications Officer. It promises to be an issues-rich environment. <laughs> a pretty crazy job, that one, at the moment, wouldn't it be? Oh, God. <laughs> and they are advertising, as you say, for someone highly skilled in issues management and working in an innovative environment. I'm sure it is all of that. I think it might be one of the hardest gigs going around, <laughs> but it does pay well, over $250,000 a year. Don't you Not go bad. getting any ideas?
Liz Kate. No, no, thank you. <laughs> Squeeze the day, Claire. It's Ed Sheeran's birthday. He turns 30. He's a ridiculous overachiever, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no one likes an overachiever, so good luck to him. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of tennis on today as well. Of course, Ash Barty at 11 a.m. She's taking on Carolina Machova. Uh, and then tonight, Rafael Nadal is taking on Stefanos Tsitsipas. Yeah, big ones. Also got an eye on Aung San Suu Kyi. She's expected to face court uh, today via video conference, not just on that illegal charge of walkie-talkies, but some other charges that they're talking about. So there'll be some more news on that front. Of course, we had the shortcut last week that unpacked some of that. Yeah, of course. And that concludes the podcast for today. If you have a moment and you like what we do, it'd be great if you could leave us a review on your podcast app. We haven't asked for that in a little while, but it's a good thing. Uh, It certainly helps us grow and helps people find and listen to our podcast so if you have time that'd be great that's all from us have a great Wednesday and we'll be back with you tomorrow a quick message now from our podcast partner BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.